I want Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Operative's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. I'm your host, Jack Carjorn, alongside my color man, Davis Carroll, and the incomparable Grayson Moyer, station manager here at WEGL. We'd like to welcome in our listeners from across the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex, as well as around the world, however you may be joining us today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna, listening to us on WEGL. 91.1 through the information superhighway at WEGLFM.com, or if you're tuning in after the fact by listening to our podcast, we thank you for joint, being part of the party here on Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, of course, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios here in the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where it is a uh, quite chilly Wednesday morning. So thank you for joining us today. Welcome to Compact Discourse. We wish you a good morning as always, and we will kick it over to Mike number four, Mr. Davis, how are you feeling on this chilly Wednesday morning? I didn't expect it to be so chilly. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I might have layered up a little bit mm-hmm. more. But otherwise, I'm doing good. Uh, almost slept through all my alarms again, but made it here in time. I'm hoping to break the habit so I can get back to compact discourse. Yeah, I believe 35 degrees is what we're looking at right now uh, for your Auburn, Alabama temperature. So, yeah, if you're heading to that morning class this morning, be sure to bundle up. The sun will be out, but it can only do so much as the uh, air has quite a chill to it, especially if you're walking between buildings. You'll, you'll get that, that polar blast. The wind gust. Oh, yeah. The like Seattle out here. All right. Uh, we're also going to kick it over to Mike number three, Mr. Grayson Moyer, joining us this morning. How are you doing, Grayson? I'm doing great. <clears throat> it's been an early morning. It's been a very, like, sort of tired week as I'm still getting adjusted back to my uh, school sleep schedule, but I am excited to be here this early in the morning. That is excellent to hear. I hope you can raise spirits in the booth, and it seems like you've done that already. So, taking a look at your weather real quick, uh, as uh, if you're planning your morning here at the top of the hour at 8 a.m., it is going to be a chilly morning, but the sun will warm things up. It's going to get up to about 43 degrees, so about a 10-degree spike in the morning, and by the afternoon, some clouds will roll in, but that sun's going to put in the work and warm things up to about 52 degrees. Your overnight temp for tonight is going to dip back down to 34, so if you have a, uh, a social event or some other activities going on tonight, be sure to bundle up and plan accordingly as it will get back to nearly freezing tonight. All right, we are going to jump right back into the show. We want to remind you at this time, that if you would like to join the show, we uh, invite you to do so. You can tweet at us at cdiscau. It's at cdiscau. We had a, some great feedback yesterday, so I'd love to keep that going. We'd love to get your opinions or thoughts on anything we are talking about on the show. Or if you'd like us to talk about something, feel free to suggest it in the Twitter mentions. You can also give us a call, 334-844-9345. And we'd love to hear from you. Um, we'll uh, get someone to field your call, and we'll discuss anything you'd like to. You can also, yes, yeah, send us a tweet at CDISCAU, and we will uh, take care of it. All right, we're going to jump into the show. I believe the first thing we need to talk about is um, Auburn defending their number one spot as they traveled up to Columbia, Missouri to take on the other Tigers of the SEC, the Missouri Tigers in COMO, Columbia, Missouri. And, uh, you know, it was never in doubt. But Auburn did come away with a one-point victory in a bit of a rock fight, which was um, what what I and some other people on Twitter decided to um, describe it as, as the shots were not falling for either team after Missouri's hot start in the first half. We ended up with a very low-scoring game, but Auburn did prevail in the end, 55-54, to with a defensive stand right at the very end of the game as time ticked down to triple zeros. Jabari Smith, Auburn's uh, star, had a bit of an off night, so it was up to the rest of the team to carry the weight. Uh, Wendell Green also going down with an in- injury. He ended up coming back by the end of the game, but he was sorely missed as Auburn's perimeter shooting 
was not uh, on full display last night. It was tied at halftime, 31-31, and Auburn uh, scores 24 to Missouri's 23 in that second frame to come away with the victory. Katie Johnson, your leading scorer for Auburn, he gets 17 points, 6 of 13 on his field goals, 4 for 5 on his free throws, and Pickett out of Mizzou, he matches Katie Johnson's 17 with a 17 of his own. It was a pretty tightly contested match. Um, the, The stats look very similar for both Auburn and Missouri, as it was a real SEC scrap. Um, it was a pretty tough building to win in. We saw the number one team in the country in ladies' ba- basketball go up there and lose earlier in the season. So trap game of trap games for Auburn. If it was going to happen, it probably would have happened last night. And uh, thankfully for Auburn's number one ranking, it didn't. So uh, initial reactions to this uh, to this game as Auburn plays their first game ever, ranked number one. It was a pretty Auburn, Auburn-like game, I'll say. <laughs> They they gave us. I know Jack, you were talking about the peacock. We were gonna win, but uh, I, I haven't fully committed to that religion <laughs> yet. So I, I was still a little nervous. I had the palpitations throughout. Uh, overall, I'm happy that we won. I have a few issues with the offense that was run, but I do understand Jabari wasn't having a good game. So I think that's the biggest symptom. No, biggest reason <laughs> why that game went the way it did. My opinions are definitely limited because I only really got to watch the last three minutes because I was working on the women's game. But I am happy that we won, even though I'm not super happy with the way that we won. It feels a little bit... Hey, a win's a win. I mean, a win's a win, but you know, we if we are a number one That's caliber true. team, we should be able to do better than that, I guess, especially against Missouri, really. <laughs> like, you know... Uh, I want to see some more consistency from this team. I know that's a lot to ask out of Auburn, but, you mm-hmm. know... That that's really that my Christmas list is consistency from an Auburn sports team. Yeah, and uh, I think I think I, I I'll quote Justin Lee for the second straight show in uh, a tweet that he had that he retweeted last night um, that he tweeted during the Iron Bowl, and that was um, Auburn has never played a normal game in any sport ever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, we saw that last night uh, with uh, the showdown in Columbia, Missouri. Um, looking at some more advanced stats, we had uh, Walker Kessler was uh, out on the floor for a half hour last night. He went 5 for 10 on field goals and uh, came up with 13 points, a couple of those on slam dunks towards the end of the game. It seems like this Auburn offense uh, feeds on perimeter shooting and lobs to Kessler and Devin Cambridge, and that's about um, what what they did last night. Even when the shots weren't falling, it seems like the uh, the lobs were there for Kessler and Cambridge. So that was good to see. Um, the bench put on a pretty good performance. They, um, uh, Jalen Williams came off the bench, scored three points. D- Dylan Cardwell had just two in and off game for Cardwell. And then Wendell Green, despite getting hurt, came off the bench and scored six for Auburn. Uh, two two three-pointers uh, for Wendell Green. Uh, he went down with a knee injury during the game, but was able to head to the locker room and come back and was playing by the end of things. So... Thankfully, nothing too serious for Auburn's uh, Auburn's guard, who comes off the bench fairly regularly to replace Zep, Zep Jasper. Um, and that was the situation in Columbia, Missouri last night. We'll also jump over and look at what went on in, around the rest of the college basketball world in the top 25. Um, if you stayed up late like me and watched this game, tipped off at 11 p.m., uh, even though it was a top 10 matchup, this was UCLA versus Arizona. UCLA runs Arizona out of the building, 75 to 59, scoring 40 in that first half. Looks like UCLA is attempting to make another run to the Final Four, like they did last season. Baylor takes care of business against Kansas State, 74-49. Duke survives the scare inside of Cameron, 71 to 69. Illinois. Uh, barely hangs on to defeat Michigan State. That one's a big upset in Urbana-Champaign. Game of the night, I think, was Kentucky going to overtime with Mississippi State up in Rupp Arena. Kentucky risking losing two straight uh, conference games but survives as they outscore Mississippi State 10-2 in the extra frame. Uh, Big comeback there by Mississippi State. They doubled their first-half point total, scoring 24 in the first half and 48 in the second half to force overtime with Kentucky. So this is a dangerous Mississippi State team 
that everyone should be looking out for in the SEC. Uh, Villanova, Villanova breezes by DePaul, 67-43, to and UConn nearly hangs the century mark on Georgetown as they cruise 96-73. Another game of note that we'll look at before we head to a break was over in the Classic City, Athens, Georgia. It was the Georgia Bulldogs getting their first conference win of 2022 and their first conference win since February of last year as they downed the Alabama Crimson Tide 82-76. to This is an Alabama team that's been ranked as highly as five in the AP poll but have rattled off, I believe, uh, maybe lost four of their last six conference games to uh, get a 500 record in conference. They're 4-4 four and four now is Nate Oates' team, who will be coming to Auburn Arena next Tuesday after the SEC Big 12 Challenge. So that is a team to look out for. Don't count them out because they are, have a lot of talent, but they just have not been able to put things together as they dropped a game in Athens last night. All right, still a lot to get to here on Compact Discourse. We're going to head to a quick break. When we return, the discussion will continue. Uh, many goings on, including what's coming up this weekend as the Auburn Tigers host the Oklahoma Sooners. Plenty of other campus events going around as well. Campuses on Concerts on Campus presented by WeGo will be tomorrow night, so we got to shout that one out. And a lot more discussion still to come as I'm Jack Hard, joined alongside Davis and Grayson. We'll be back in about two minutes with some more of the show, so keep that dial right here on WeGo 91.1. Welcome back to Compact Discourse, right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. It is 8.17 in the morning on the 26th day of January 2022. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis and Grayson. We're going to jump right back into the show. Um, we had a Auburn women's basketball game last night. Auburn still looking to pick up their first conference win this year. It is uh, Coach Jay's team over in Auburn Arena. Last night they took on the Wildcats of Kentucky, who came to town after this game was rescheduled from earlier in the season due to COVID-19 concerns. Uh, Kentucky gets the win in this one, 67-55. Our very own Britt Bowen was on the call for this one on the Auburn Sports Network. Uh, this game was was tied, though, heading into the fourth quarter, so a uh, pretty resilient effort by the girls, and uh, they're going to get one pretty soon. Uh, the girls are back in action on Thursday against the Lady Vols of Tennessee. Uh, there's also going to be Tiger Talk live from Auburn Arena right before that game. So if you're looking for an ex- uh, evening of excitement uh, with Auburn Athletics, you can head on over to the arena on Thursday night to watch Tiger Talk. Uh, I've been to the past couple Tiger Talks. It's always something. Uh, let me let me tell you, uh, Brad and Andy are hilarious. Bruce Pearl is hilarious. And uh, when you get those guys together in a room, Hilarity will ensue. So that, that's that's going to continue this Thursday. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see Coach Jay take on the Lady Vols of Tennessee in a big game. And uh, the Auburn women's basketball team continues to do great things as they are building uh, quite the program here on the Plains. Grayson, I know you had the esteemed privilege of working on this game last night. Any uh, funny stories? I would say funny stories. Um, you know, I, I was mainly watching the game like everybody else. I, I will say that uh, Coach Coach Chompy was our, our color man last night, and he did a lot of he he spent a lot of time pointing out what Coach Jay has walked into here and how relatively well she's done. I mean, it's her first year; we are still working towards victories, but she has a lot of work ahead of her to sort of rebuild this team and rebuild in, in his mind the culture, because that seems to be much more of of an issue than necessarily strategy or just how the game is played. You're you're rebuilding the entire program from the ground up. So it's an interesting thing to see. I, I'm hoping we do better later in the season, but, you know, I'm pretty happy with us so far. Excellent news. So, yeah, that's what's going on in the ladies basketball team. Once again, you can uh, watch them in Auburn Arena. If you're a student, it's absolutely free to attend uh, this Thursday on uh, in Auburn Arena against the Lady Vols of Tennessee. Tip-off 7 p.m. 7 p.m. indeed. All right, um, we got – Concerts on campus coming up. That is uh, on Thursday in Langdon Hall. I know you went to the one last week, Davis. I did. 
right, he, a, right after work, I made a quick little jog over there. You have good things to say about this venue? It was nice. It was a little echoey. It is Langdon. It's old, big, not much soundproofing. But mm-hmm. overall, it sounded really good. And I'm, I'm itching to find out what this barricade is in Langdon. I'm going to find out tomorrow. Okay. That's good stuff. All right. I know we have, uh, let's see, we got uh, Cat Hall and Hunter Price, who are two members of Sonic Nation, I believe. Veterans of Compact Discourse as well. Uh, mm. I've talked to Cat and Hunter before. So uh, they put on a great show. And so if you want to see the aforementioned great show, you can head over to Langdon Hall. You can attend for absolutely free WEGL concert on campus prevented, uh, presented by Weagle and CADC. So check that out if you are looking for some something to do that is not ladies basketball game tomorrow night. A lot of options for a student. Uh, have some fun tomorrow night is what I'll say. And, and before we move off that, let's not forget um, – these concerts are run by an entire volunteer student crew from Weagle, who we, I won't say mostly trained from the ground up, but who didn't have a ton of live sound experience before they got here. So if you're interested in being a part of that, learning that, you know, it doesn't matter background or major, you just sort of have to want to work. If you're interested at all in getting into that, join a Vic crew. Come by Weagle. We would love you any time of the year. Absolutely, yes. Um, Not to plug too much for the thing that I built, but, you know, here we are. Yeah, we're all about plugging here. So, but it, it's a good time. So, um, I know Sonic Nation, uh, they're doing big things. They have um, a, a new studio album that just came out. So, we got we got some of the front men of uh, w, uh, of Auburn University's. What are they? The show band? Yeah, they're the show band. The show band. I From always, the music department. I always forget the term, but yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a cavalcade of people that roll in mm. and they put on just an, an unbelievable show. Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to see, see a portion of that, once again, that's Langdon Hall tomorrow evening at uh, 6 p.m., I, th- I believe is when uh, things are going to get started. All right, um, we're going to move on to uh, one of our favorite things to talk about here that's not sports, um, and that is silly news. Mm. And as we all know, uh, let's just get right into this. Um, as, as you may have heard, um, a truck <laughs> carrying 100 lab monkeys did crash in Pennsylvania. And, um, man, I need to get to the start of this story because there are some run-on events that have, uh... Can we start with how did the monkeys fare before people turn off their radios because they don't want to hear about it? Um, yeah. So, I think the monkeys are okay. I think they're all accounted for. Yeah. I feel like monkeys have a really good resistance to car crashes, I'd imagine. Why would that be? I imagine, like, if a gibbon was driving a car... And it got in a car crash. I think it'd be okay. Do you, because long arms? Long arms. I don't know. It just seems like they're pretty resilient to impacts in my mind. Interesting. Like they're long and they're kind of lanky. And like if they hit something, they can just like wrap around it, their whole body. And then they'll be like, whoop. Interesting. All right. That's I, how I imagine. Okay. I apologize for not having the story up already. But here we go. <laughs> here we go. USA Today. The last of the escaped monkeys from the crash of a truck towing a trailer load of 100 monkeys was accounted for by late Saturday a day after the pickup collided with a dump truck on a Pennsylvania highway. Several monkeys had escaped following Friday's collision, Pennsylvania State Police said, but only one had remained unaccounted for as of Saturday morning, prompting the Pennsylvania Game Commission and other agencies to launch a search for it in the frigid Pennsylvania weather. Now, uh, Kristen Nordland, a spokesperson with the federal CDC and Prevention, uh, said in an email Saturday evening that all 100 of the O. Uh, Sinomulgus macaque monkeys, mm. the ones that hang out in the Japanese hot tubs, I believe. Um, they um, they're all accounted for, so that's good. Um, the email did not elaborate on why the three were um, unaccounted for, but the shipment of monkeys was en route to a CDC-approved quarantine facility after arriving Friday morning at Kennedy Airport from Mauritius. So these are international monkeys making their way down to Florida. I think Davis might have something for us about these monkeys. I was looking at these monkeys. Mm-hmm. These are like the these are the mischievous ones. The little and cute. Oh, maybe they caused the car. That's what crash. I was about to ask. Are we what, sure? Who was driving the dump truck? Are we sure Another that a 100 of these did not cause <laughs> those, those, they were they formed a they were trying to escape. They formed like a big cartoon hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the guy, pull him into the back, you go, "Ah!" 
Those are the ones you always see like stealing wallets from tourists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They steal they'll steal your they'll steal your drinks. Awesome. I saw a video of some Gibbons the other day, or maybe it wasn't Gibbons. Like no, there were spider monkeys playing dead, so people would come up to them and check them and they'd steal their drink. That rules. I love monkeys. <laughs> They're so smart. They're our cousins after all. Yeah. Yes, they are. Earlier police had urged people not to look for or capture any monkeys. With troopers tweeting, anyone who sees or locates the monkey is asked not to approach, attempt to catch, or come in contact with said monkey. Please call 911 immediately. Um, So then trooper Lauren Lesher said the concern was due to it not being a domesticated animal and them being an unknown territory. It is hard to say how they would react to a human approaching them, which is fair. It's cold. It's like that movie where where the girl's friends with the monkey, but the monkey has like SARS. You ever seen that one? And Morgan Freeman's in it. No, it's a, no, it's, we haven't seen this crazy movie. No, 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 it's like it's like that movie with Matt Damon where the, everybody gets the disease. Oh, it's uh, like that. Uh-huh. It's really similar to that, uh-huh. and a monkey gets loose. The monkey has SARS. It wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. It was similar. You need to, to look SARS. up this movie so that you can quote it directly. We can talk about this. I later. just, I did just. I, I. That's what happens in the movie. I, I don't doubt that that's what happens. Morgan I just Freeman, need to know a name. Sick movie. So the drivers of the trucks weren't harmed, and a passenger Outbreak. was transported to a medical center for treatment. Um, so yeah, I mean, everyone's okay, it's just they lost a monkey, but they were able to well, find it. What were the monkeys sick with? Or were they just being tested on? Qu- what was quarantine, happening? you just, anytime an animal comes in from overseas, you have to okay. keep them in a built, just like we do with humans now. Understandable. You and, keep them uh, in one place to make and, sure they're and not And cocoa sick. beans, even. Yeah. Mm. I've watched this Tom Scott <laughs> video yesterday. A crash witness, Michelle Fallon, told the Press Enterprise newspaper of Bloomsburg that she spoke with a pickup driver and a passenger after the crash. The driver appeared to be disoriented, <gasps> as you can imagine. Yeah. And the uh, passenger thought he might have injured his leg, she said. So, Are we sure the driver of the truck wasn't just a ton of monkeys in a like a trench coat? It doesn't not say that. that that's what I'm saying. That's what the dump truck, whoever yeah. hit him. That had to be a scene. It's like Planet of to, the Apes. To a rot. Like, you're just driving along the highway. A truck crashes. Oh, man, that's terrible, but relatively normal. And then all of a sudden, there's a hundred monkeys on the road. Like, that... I, I wouldn't be able to do anything else that day. I, I might quit my job and go home. Yeah. And this was the scene on Friday as crates littered the road as troopers searched for the monkeys, rifles in hand. Valley Township firefighters used thermal imaging to try to locate the animals, like the predator. <laughs> helicopter, they covered themselves in mud. A helicopter also assisted. Uh, the pickup was heading west on I-80 when it got off the Danville exit and immediately tried to get back on, driving across the other lane. Fallon told the Press Enterprise that she was behind the pickup truck when it was hit on the passenger side by the dump truck, tearing off the front panel and sending more than a dozen crates tumbling out. Uh, she and other motorists who stopped to help were standing near the scene when the other driver thought she saw a cat run across the road. <laughs> Fallon peeked into a crate and saw a small monkey looking back at her. She told the newspaper, they're monkeys. Awesome quote. And that's how this uh, this article ends. Outbreak in real life. Yeah. They're monkeys. What they're can monkeys. you say? The movie Outbreak, uh, uh, a monkey carrying a deadly African virus is smuggled into the U.S., and then the, some doctors have to go to a California town and stop it. And at the end of the movie, little girl's friends with the monkey, and then Morgan Freeman, or a guy, sees like a drawing of the monkey on the fridge, and he's like, what? And then they, that's they, the monkey. they shoot the monkey with the, with the tranquilizer, and then that's it. I, I they really capture the monkey. I enjoy the image of the monkey manhunt and the firefighters with their thermal imaging. Which I should say they have We're anyway. Like wearing, That's like, not the, like the a search and rescue like, tool. It's, it's special monkey thermi- thermal energy. It's, it's like a FLIR gun that they use yeah. for fires to I make want, sure I want it's a hard, still not on fire. Hard target surge. <laughs> so they found them all. Every monkey accounted for. Yeah. What were the d- monkeys doing anything funny when they found them? I, I imagine they were pretty cold. I think a lot of them were still in the crates. Well, there was the three that got a, that were running around. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if if I mean they they came from a tropical island and now they're in. Pennsylvania in January. I feel like movement wouldn't be. Uh, and hey, th- it's not like they're wearing little monkey jackets. Like this is a dangerous, like the, the funny a dangerous monkey. thing for them. Arctic monkeys. D- okay, you're just saying, chill, Alex. <laughs> with just saying words. Wow. Social contract. The social contract is to not let monkeys get loose. <laughs> yeah, this is a deep cut for people who listened to yesterday's episode. And thank you for doing so if you did. All right, we're gonna head to a quick break. When we come back. Um, there's conspiracy theories about this, as you would expect. So we'll uh, we'll jump into that as a uh, a woman was hissed at by a monkey and now has pink eyes. So we'll see 
how this story develops on the other side of a break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Compact Discourse on WGL 91.1. Tweet at us at CDiscAU if you want to get your opinion on the show. We'd love to hear it. Keep that dial right here on Weagle 91.1. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis and Grace. And it's the bottom of the hour, 8.32 a.m. here on this 26th day of January 2022. Let's jump right into the weather as it is halfway through the show. Right now in Auburn, Alabama, it is 37 degrees, clear skies. Uh, It's going to get up to about 56 today as the sun warms things up. And uh, overnight temp going to get back down to about freezing, just like it was when you woke up this morning. So plan accordingly for that. Very slight chance of rain overnight tonight. And it will be a really gusty winds today, 11 mile per hour winds. So if uh, your walking route includes a trip between two buildings, uh, I would I would bring a windbreaker. At, 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 um, so we've also got sunset, 5.09 p.m. Uh, you know the drill by this point. Sun's going to set pretty early, um, but that's going to do it for your Auburn weather report. We're not looking at much rain for the rest of the week. Uh, we've got pretty clear skies. It should be about 40 degrees on Saturday, so if you are standing out in that line to watch the Tigers take on the Oklahoma Sooners in Auburn Arena, it won't be as uncomfortable as it was last weekend, but, you know, still plan accordingly. Get those hand warmers ready. And that's going to do it for your Auburn weather report. Auburn we'll jump right back into the show with that. Joined alongside Davis and Grayson, we're talking monkeys mm. as um, a Mono. truck, a truck full or a trailer full, as we've now learned, of crates of macaque monkeys uh, from the Indian island of Mauritius. We're making their way from Pens- or from JFK Airport to Florida to go to a CDC facility to be lab monkeys. They uh they crashed in Pennsylvania. I should say they crashed there. Well, we don't know who was driving. Um, as as we established last segment, I've seen Madagascar. Yeah, uh, higher 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 primates. And uh, so yeah, that's what we're that's the situation we're dealing with right now. I don't think we have a monkey button. We need to rectify that. We do have this one. This just in: Davis sports animal cruelty. <laughs> Davis loves lab monkeys. That's right. I was in favor of them getting loose. <laughs> Liberate. Oh, in the cold Pennsylvania winter? Yeah, yeah I would have yeah. preferred it to be I, I a warm Pennsylvania winter. Can't would win. you rather me say that? Yeah, roll back the tape. I was in favor of them getting loose. Can't That's win. what you said. I want them to be liberated from their shackles. Ka- Kafka trap here. All right, uh, well, the, the story unfolds. The driver who stopped to help the truck uh, when it crashed in Pennsylvania and put her hand in one of the cages Idiot. says she now has a cough and pink eye after one of the macaques, all caps, Pissed in her face. This is coming courtesy of the Daily Mail. Um, a woman who stopped to help monkeys in the truck crash is now feeling unwell. Michelle Fallon, who you'll remember from our last segment, uh, from Danville, was directly behind the truck. Fallon said the day following the accident, she developed a cough and pink eye. She, she has begun a course of antiviral drugs and treatment to prevent rabies. I wonder which podcast she listens to. Um, <laughs> the last of the four escape monkeys were accounted for by late Saturday. One of the Sinomolgus macaques, which are also known as crab-eating or long-tailed macaques, was found in a tree. So to answer that question, he uh, probably, he he saw some familiar territory, a.k.a. a tree, (laughs) and skittered right up it. Although he's probably wondering where the leaves were. Um, Pennsylvania residents had been warned to not engage a crab-eating macaque. Which is pretty sound advice. They got an amber alert for for that. Any day of the year, man. (laughs) Can can you imagine? (laughs) Do not. Engage. Do not fraternize with long-tailed macaques. Do not engage or bring any crabs to the interstate today. Um, crates with live monkeys inside were strewn across State Route 54. A uh, witness said that he saw he thought, saw a cat run across the road before making the shocking realization that it was actually a fleeing primate. Mono. Man. Crazy. All right, so here's here's the rub. She, uh... 
I, I'm just going to try to read this Facebook post. I, I skimmed it a little bit. The, the the punctuation and grammar is not all there, but can you blame her? She was really shaken up after an, Are we, a day with a monkey. You remember Shaggy Dog, the movie? Yes. Are we yes. sure she's not going to turn into a monkey? With human eyes? Yeah. Man, I don't know. It, it could develop into that. All right, this is uh, Michelle Fallon coming live from her Facebook uh, from over the weekend. She says, quote, What a day. I tried to help out at an accident scene, was told there were cats in the crate, so I over to pet them. To find out it, it's monkeys. Then I noticed there's three in each, and I was completely broken. The other half was broken, so n- I knew four got away. So come home to go to bed. My aunt runs into new crew, was asked to do interview. Then find out, not get close to the monkey. Well, tried to pet one. I touched the Craig creeds and walked in poop. Then was told to met police at the scene to talk about exposure. News crews was the, I thought they were the CDC, so I, to them, end up doing interviews. Talk to police and a lady with CDC. I'm will getting a letter. I'm very low risk. I don't know what yet, but symptoms are COVID symptoms. Like, seriously, a day from hell. I don't think this person's a real reliable source. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not convinced she's and, not. And also, considering her story was picked up by the Daily Mail, which, in my opinion, because it's the British, is a rag. Um, you know. Some monkeys got loose. Just saying. <laughs> Um, monkeys got loose and now I have pink eyes. Very loose connection for somebody who can't spell crate. Well, it wasn't like the monkey bit her. It hissed at her. <laughs> there was no physical contact unless it spit in her you ever, eye you or ever something. Had, you ever had pink eye before, Davis? I haven't, actually. have not. Yeah, I, I've had it before and I didn't get it from being spit on. Well, yeah, but like, you also didn't get it from getting hissed at by a monkey. Same thing. If you... You didn't lay on the pillow that the monkey slept on. Can't you get it from like using the same arcade machine as somebody else? Yeah, if you touch it, if you yeah, touch like, it, and like you touch your eye, yeah, it's it's a contact thing. Mm. I, I got it from from it. It came from my ears and got into my eyes. I had a bad week. Um, what couldn't hear, like? couldn't see. Uh, it was just like hot and burny, Ugh. and my eyes got real crusty. I kind of forget f- pink eye exists every once in a while. Yeah, it it still was you know less inconvenient than the ear infection, which just meant I couldn't hear. Which, I'm an audio engineer. That's a problem. But you mm-hmm. know. All right. Um, I'm tweeting a picture of this monkey up in a tree from the Compact Discourse account. If you'd like to see it, I would. Um, I'm so, looking into so it. That's coming here in a second. But um, I'm glad to see that this this is a this is a headline type of story, where pretty much everything you need to know is in the headline. Um, just for the monkey's sake and for the people of Pennsylvania's sake, I'm glad there aren't monkeys running around and uh for the monkey's sake i'm glad that they were able to make it down to their their florida vacation i'm sure it will it will be much more similar to the environment they're they're used to to being from hopefully this will uh maybe maybe one day when we finally get the like the end-all be-all vaccine for COVID 19 they'll say oh yes and this was the monkey from the crash the lady was patient zero for monkey pink eye. Monkey. For Mono 19. What? M- Mono's what? Mon- Spanish for monkey, so I was making a, a language joke. Okay. There's a new disease coming, and it comes from that monkey in particular. It's going to be like Outbreak. Again, we've not seen I've explained this. I, I think this only you have seen this movie. I, I've seen the, those guys. Is this guys. a popular film? No, not really. It's not as big as the, I can't even remember what it's called, the Matt Damon one. That one's really good. <coughs> uh, the Departed? Yeah, The Departed. Yeah. You smell like you Classic. It has Gwyneth Paltrow in it, too. And right when COVID happened, people were like, this is so, this is exactly how it happened. But, like, it's not really. Those guys that react to, like, watch movies on YouTube, I watched them watch it. And they were like, this movie's a hoot. There you go. That's where I what, see What a good review. Yeah. It, it was a fun video. I believe, yeah. It was it was the great Roger Ebert who wants <laughs> This movie's a hoot. <laughs> Hoot or not a hoot? What's his? This, this movie's a hoot. I'm giving this movie three hoots. <laughs> the Owl Movie Review Show. The, owl this, movies? Are there any good ones? Guardians. Good ones? Uh, I've never seen Guardians. <laughs> was it good? I don't know. Apparently I, not. It kind of. <laughs> I thought. I heard people say it was good. But it seemed like the like the cat movie to me. The the cat books, but it was owls instead. You know the cat books I'm talking about? Yeah, Warriors. Warriors. So boring. What What were the bear ones? I read the bear ones. I think it was like Travelers, maybe? Yeah. It was the same concept, same. Yeah. Those, those were like a ghost author situation, were they not? I don't I don't want to malign it's, this person's name. The but. art style and premise seem too similar for it not to be. 
Le- I know, but in general, those book series, like there's a ton of those books. Right, yeah. right. Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul is what it's called. I see why they shortened it to Guardians. 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. You know, that's that's not bad. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. It like, depends on what... what, what, what uh, like, that. that's a solid, I'll give it a shot. I looked up Owl movies. Clash of the Titans, one of the top ones, but I... Mm. Yeah, I looked up Owl movie, and I'm only getting Legends of Gar- Legends of the Guardians. Hoot, there's a movie called Hoot. Oh, Hoot's good. Hoot's yeah. good. You've seen that? I've read the book and seen the movie. Yeah, oh, boom. I used to read a lot of books by that author. I think owls are are difficult to make, especially like live action movies about, mm. because they don't They're have difficult to work with. Well, they don't have expressive faces, so you can't even fake it with like the yeah you can't the weird them, lip flap animation. You can't give them peanut butter either. Yeah. So like you know they're they're I don't know. They're they're fun in animation, but I, I don't think everybody's first choice is. Oh yeah, owl. IMDb list movies with owls in them. Terrible. Pretty list. cool. Are, are you gonna read any off no. the list, or are you just you gonna reck- tell us it exists? Uh, if you There's forty movies it. on it. Re- yeah, number one is Dead Poet Society. I guess that has an owl in it. Weak. It's not like an owl's a character. It's just like if an owl's in the movie at all. Psycho. My cousin Vinny. Harry Potter and the Prisoner. That, that's cheap. Harry Potter movie should be allowed on it. It's too e- too easy. That is a pretty iconic movie owl, though. Maybe yeah. even the most. Yeah, no, I'll, get, I'll give it that. I don't think that's cheap. Hedwig. He has it, pretty... If we're including the Dead Poets Society, we have to include Harry Potter. Okay, fair. Have to, have to, have to. Why is Dead Poets Society number one, though? I feel like the Harry Potter should be number one. Okay, there. yeah, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Awesome. That's good stuff. Um, I will say it's... It's good that it was not a crate of owls that uh, escaped. Well, we'd never get them back. That's that. That's a good. We, they they would just be released to the wilderness at that point. No amount of thermal imaging could save those owls. They're they're like the animal equivalent of kudzu. Like they they would take over everything. What's the worst case scenario animal in that in that vehicle? Bears. I mean, like that you couldn't catch. You could tranquilize a bear. You could like. I'm, I'm yeah. I I'm gonna I say like snakes. I'm gonna say monkeys are up there. Yeah, like, monkeys he, are up there. If these were like determined monkeys or more, or more aggressive species of monkeys, like this is this is the doomsday scenario. It's Planet of the Apes. Caesar's on that in that truck. I, I think any pest animal would be a real problem. Like if that thing was full of rats, plague rats, and all of a sudden we just had. I mean, granted, there are hundreds of rats in any building. You just can't see them at any given time. But <laughs> we need know. the thermal imaging in here. Yeah, we look at the walls and see the rats. That's what those guns are for. That's why the cables keep coming unplugged. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I would say monkeys. Uh, crisis averted in Pennsylvania. I think this is why. It's good such job a, such to a the firefighters story. that caught them. Yeah, good job to the to the predator drones that to, to hunt, our boys in orange hunted down these Orwellian, the draconian predator drones to catch monkeys. All right, still a little bit of the show left to get to. About fifteen more minutes, we'll be hanging out with you with Auburn's favorite morning show here. I'm um, Jack, joined alongside Davis and Grayson. We are coming at you live from the Auburn University Student Center. Tweet at us at CDiscAU. Go check out that monkey picture on the Compact Discourse Twitter. And uh, you can call in at 334-844-9345. 15 minutes left in the show, and we are going to get to that after a quick break. So keep it right here on Weagle 91.1 or WeagleFM.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, going alongside Davis and Grayson, hanging out with you for the remainder of the show. We'll be hanging out with you till 9 a.m. as always here on a Wednesday morning. Hope you're having a fabulous Wednesday morning. If you are uh, hanging out with us on the show today or listening to us after the fact, it is January 26, 2022. If you missed the earlier part of the show, we did talk about Auburn defending their number one crown last night. They traveled up to Columbia, Missouri to take on 
the uh, third and most recent addition t- uh, of Tigers to the SEC. They defeated Missouri 55-54 to in a hotly contested rock fight, is, what, uh, is, is the term of the night for that one, as no one's shots were falling, and Auburn comes out. And it come from behind victory once again. I don't, I don't, I don't think they've really stepped on the gas in any of their games until later, except maybe Georgia. But you know, that's what you like to see. It's better than the alternative. So Auburn comes out on top in that one. They are back in action once again at 1 p.m. on this Saturday, 1:29-22 against the Oklahoma Sooners as part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Um, I guess we can be thankful we're not playing Baylor like Alabama is on Saturday. But we had the, the the virtue of not being very good last year, so we got to pull a pretty weak Big 12 opponent. So the win streak could continue, but we are going to need uh, the home court advantage in all of its uh, extreme power to help out the Tigers on Saturday. For more information about that, you can go ahead and follow AU Jungle on Twitter and Instagram for all the announcements coming up about this Saturday and moving forward as we take on Alabama next week. It is 1980s day on Saturday, so if you're going to be in attendance at the game, we ask that you put on your coolest, most wigging out, groovy 1980s outfits. And we'll also be honoring uh, Coach Sonny Smith with a raising of a banner in Auburn Arena on Saturday. So, if you are able to attend the game, we would uh, ask you to look forward to that. And uh, we might, uh, yeah, so we saw we had the the, Ch- the Coach Champy banner last week, and we've got the Coach Sonny Smith banner this week. So two new banners in Auburn Arena. Exciting times for Auburn basketball all around. And so that's what we're looking forward to with the week ahead. Once again, that is at AU Jungle on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, pretty much daily posts to remind you why we are the best student section in the country here on the Plains. So check that out if you have not already. All right, let's jump right back into the show um, for the final few minutes of today's show. I think it is hump day. It is Wednesday. I know in the break, Grayson and Davis were talking about the uh, everyone's favorite puzzle that's been sweeping the nation right now. Wordle. 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 Not to be confused with Wartortle. Or Squirtle. There you go. Boom. That's one of the three Pokemon I know. Maybe four, actually. Yeah, I bet, I bet you, could pick a, you could pick a few out of a lineup. Boom. Um, so, yes, this is a, if, if you were like me in the dark about this, this is a, the green emojis that everyone's been tweeting out on, on Twitter every once in a while. Does Wordle come with that built-in that it tweets it out? Or, like, do you have to do that manually? No, it's a... You, you hit share, and it copies that okay. to your clipboard. So. Understood. That's very cool for someone who enjoys Unicode like me. Yeah. We all love Unicode here. I was just picturing people like choosing the emojis to show I it. I feel like that's a big flex. It's a lot of work. Yeah, so I was last. I was confused. Oh, speaking of that, I just scrolled up. I saw a friend of the show, Will Root. <clears throat> he says, hopping on this train to flex on y'all, Wordle 221 m- m- that Okay, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was March 6th. Um, yeah, and he's got he's got a mo- he got it in three guesses. So, congrats, oh. congrats to Will. I for- have one friend that I think is consistently capping about his Wordle results. That's what I was. What? Yeah, Cause cause- he always gets it in one or two guesses, and I think he's modifying it. That's that's the thing, because like I, it's so easy to fabricate. Could you just get the answer? Well, that. Well, but- no. The the trick would. I mean, yeah, you can hop in an incognito tab and do yeah. it. But I still think he's just lying. Fair. It's less work to just you know put the emojis together. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Until I see it in the flesh, I will not be convinced. But there is something deeply satisfying about thinking of someone meticulously typing out the green emojis in order to have a fraudulent yeah. word or wordle result. They want to seem smart. It, it's a very interesting phenomenon as far as word games go, because literally everybody's playing the same one every day. So there's this like, mm-hmm. it's the first time, and I'm a I'm a crossword person by oh, trade. Yeah. Um, it's the first time that we've seen this like widespread discussion about it after the fact because it's literally once every 24 hours in your local time. And I don't know if y'all saw this. Um, there was a, a Twitter bot that would hop into people's replies whenever they said Wordle, but I think didn't post the like the results and would tell them the word that day. <laughs> like they figured out how to scrape it off the That's website. Really funny. And Twitter banned it because oh. it was a troll bot. That's Orwellian. Awesome. That, yeah. 
No, so, some things are for the good of everybody. <laughs> so much for free speech. Not hearing the Wordle result. That that robot's gonna come back when AI gets sentience and kill somebody. <laughs> you know that that's thing. The nice thing about crosswords, I get one word spoiled for me. Eh, but like, Wordle, you get one word and you spoil yeah, the entire puzzle. That's it for the day. I've been a big. I've been growing on crosswords since I had to wait for my COVID test a few weeks ago and to wait three hours there. So I just knocked out like three crossword puzzles. It was awesome. I've Not been the a, waiting part, but crosswords are a big component of my of my. Building a morning routine that makes sense with uh, ADHD and no ADHD meds, of getting up arbitrarily, drinking a cup of coffee, and playing a crossword every single morning, is one of the only ways I've kept it consistent. Yeah. And then the thing about crosswords that's always fascinated me is that they kind of speak their own language. Oh yeah, you have to like negotiate with the crossword in order to. I mean, because the first time you look at it, you're absolutely dumbfounded at what. First of all, the abbreviations mean. And just the types of questions they like to ask that, that no one speaks like a crossword puzzle clue. Right. It's a very odd cow tool. Yes. There are also like weird little little shorthands they just expect you to know. Like if there's an abbreviation in the question, the answer is an abbreviation. Mm. Um, I didn't know that. If if something says so to speak, it's a pun. I didn't like, know that either. I'm a, I'm a newbie. I'm a rookie. Know. It's a lot of weird little things like that. Like I got into him because of a, a of a TikTok creator whose entire thing is crosswords. So she was explaining these concepts mm. while doing like the mini crossword every okay. day. Interesting. So yeah, I, I do a lot of crosswords too, but I didn't know that those were hard and fast rules. So I, I think it depends. I think that's most of the case. It might be different on your individual crossword editor, mm-hmm. which is also a thing. If you do the same like publications crossword every day, it's usually the same couple people making them. Right. So you learn those people and their little tricks very yes, well, but you look. go to a different publication and it might be different. They have a different set of three-letter words they like to use. Yes, aha, east southeast. <laughs> I will be doing Yoko Ono. I'll Yoko be doing ono. the classic crossword right after this. I'll get y'all's help. I started one right before this one. I thought Jack was going to be late. <laughs> Man, um, he's it. always here. Yeah. Thoughts on a collaborative crossword? Fun activity for couples? Yeah. No, I think that's really cool. I, I it'll definitely cut down the time, but. Even even with people who aren't in a romantic relationship, being able to bounce off each other is fun. The Zodiac, the first Zodiac cipher was solved by a couple having a collaborative puzzle solving thing in the newspaper. Yeah. Boom. Bet you didn't know that. It, I think it could be a real relationship tester like, oh man, what if one person solved it because they didn't want to wait on the other and now yeah. you've ruined it for the other person or too. Like- my wife doesn't know what the capital of Oklahoma is. My wife doesn't Tulsa. know who John Lennon's wife was. Is it Tulsa? Uh, no. Oh, make a terrible wife, Davis. No, give me another guess. <laughs> What's it, to start with? It, uh, it, oh. Oklahoma City. There you go. Yeah. Man, I was going to get that wrong. I'd make a terrible wife. I think Tulsa was a good guess. <laughs> it's a good guess, but it's just wrong. Give me another state. Uh, Missouri. Kansas City. No. St. Louis. No. You're not going to get it. Rapids. No. You guessed Kansas City to be the capital of Missouri? Really? Well, Kansas City, the Chiefs are there. It that is, doesn't it, mean it's the capital of Missouri. I know two it's cities named in Missouri. Kansas City. Okay, what's your point? There's Kansas right next door. Well, Kansas City is in Missouri. Yeah, I know. In, what, but why wanna, would you pick Kansas City, Missouri as the capital of Missouri? Is there a Missouri City, Kansas? No. I would, I would think so. Boom. They, they traded cities. They swapped. <laughs> they just picked them up and moved them like Langdon Hall. <laughs> Yeah, it's Jefferson City. So okay, yeah. I, I have heard that yeah. city before. There's not a lot of like intent with capitals; they just kind of happen. I'm not a big. I'm not a big. I, I have trouble remembering all the capitals. Jack Jack's got them in his stored in his brain. I got in his mind. Palace. It's not really remembering at this Montgomery, point. Montgomery, they're, they're Alabama. Just, they're just up there. Jackson, Mississippi. Pop from the void. <laughs> they just fall out of my head. Um. So yeah, puzzles are good. I think they they help they help uh flex your brain. I like a, word search in a way that. Scrolling on Instagram doesn't. What are we eight? Word searches are fun. It's just it just it's just satisfying to see all the words found at the end. I, I apologize. I'm being a hater. It's so satisfying to find all the four missing monkeys to tie it all up in a nice bow. That's yeah. right. So uh, if you're looking for a crossword to do today, Washington Post is probably the mm-hmm. easiest one to just. Grab on the Grayson brow- was telling me how the website, like on the website, it's really good. Like if you're doing it on the UI, the, and I agree. On your, oh, I've man. never done it on my phone, but phone's really good. My my iPad is like my main my crossword laptop. machine. They correct me if I'm wrong, but they have two every day, like a 
they have one big one and one mini every day. Oh, okay. I they was... have a weird thing they do with the minis at the end of the week where they will give you all the solved minis and you have to assemble a question out of one word per mini and then the last mini will have the answer in it. So mm. I'm, I'm thinking of another one where they had like a easy and a hard one every day. No. And the easy one was far too easy and the hard one was far too hard. So I, I had to. Maybe re- a medium. I had to retire from that. Also, uh, in a, in attempting to look up the Washington Post crossword, I pulled up a Washington Post article about the giant Home Depot skeletons from last October. Yeah. Coming back? Discourse. No, it's just, that, just about that was in my browser oh. uh, from when we talked about it on Compact Discourse last October. So um, that's that's a fun one you could go back and listen to if you're looking for some more entertainment today because. We do have to get out of here for today, but with that, we will be back tomorrow morning for the final show of the week at 8 a.m., and then we'll be back Monday at 8 a.m. to hopefully discuss Auburn's big win over Oklahoma in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Any closing thoughts for today, Grayson or Davis? Not really. Go 1-0. Yeah, hump day? Hump day. Almost to the weekend, believe it or not. Man. Yeah, You know know what to say, the days are long, but the weeks are short. really feels like that right now. Mm. Preach. (laughs) <laughs> awesome, fun, fun. I'm gonna uh, write a. I'm gonna write a really badly punctuated. Facebook I can't wait post to. Yeah, now. we could embroider that on like a like a towel and put it in your kitchen. You know. I can't wait to write my book about how to end radio shows with a lot of awkward silence. Thank you. Yeah. So guys. much for listening to this exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. However, you join us today, whether that be from your radio antenna or from WeagleFM.com, or if you're listening to our podcast right now, we thank you for doing so. We'd like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast, absolutely PSA break free, wherever podcasts are heard. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDISCAU. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U for links to the podcast, important information about the show, and a monkey picture if you check it out today. You can also tweet at us to get your voice on the show and join the conversation. We are Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. You might want to go ahead and follow WEGL on Twitter and Instagram at WEGL underscore AU at WEGL underscore AU as our dedicated team of marketing professionals work tirelessly to provide you with high quality content of the station, including that promotion for concerts on campus tomorrow evening. And with that, for Jack Hart, Davis Carroll, Grayson Moyer, we wish you a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow for the week finale of Compact Discourse at 8 a.m. This is Jack Hart signing off. As always, War Eagle, go one to know, peacock emoji. All that good stuff. We'll talk at you tomorrow. Is this haunted room actually stretching?